The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, throughout the day, you've been hearing from retired or retiring Alberta MPs. You've heard from MPs who are fighting to keep their jobs and those who want their jobs. In this week's Alberta Matters, the afternoon news is looking at life after politics. Our guest this afternoon is a former Alberta MP for the Reform Party of Canada, the Canadian Alliance and the Conservative Party of Canada. She was also the first female leader of the opposition in Canadian history, Deb Gray was in the political ring for almost 16 years and since deciding not to run in the 2004 election has been very, very busy. Thrilled to welcome Deb Gray to the show. Hi, Deb. Jay Lynn, how in the world are you, girly? I am good. How are you? Well, I am well. So if you're good and I'm well, we pretty well have the waterfront covered, I'd say. You know what? We were just out in your neck of the woods, out in the Parksville, uh, Qualicum area, well, not too not too long ago. How are things out there? Are you getting lots of motorcycle riding in? No, never enough, dear. But today it's rainy, so, you know, it's just not that great either. But that's okay. Deb, you know so, what? Uh, yeah, we're we're. I'm in the car right now. Oh, you're. I've just car. been down to Victoria to visit my mother, so oh, my I had a play day with her. Very nice. You know what, Deb? Um, you know, as I roll out all of that and mention all of the stuff, uh, you know, Alberta, you know, MP for the Reform Party, Canada, Canadian Alliance, Conservative Party. You look at this resume of yours. Do you miss it at all, Deb? <laughs> no, I don't, Jaylen, because I planned my exit, and uh, I know that if you get to. Your own choice, that's way better than the voters deciding the choice for you. So uh, I did four terms in the House, as you know, and I just had a great run. I mean, we were just on the cusp of so many exciting things that uh, it, I just had such a great run. But I was in 15 years, and now I've been out 15 years. I can't believe anyone even remembers my name, but I get recognized by my voice. <laughs> as much as I do my face, because well, my face is aging. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I've seen some pictures recently, Deb. I, I wouldn't say that at all. I'm curious to know how closely you follow politics these days. Well, I'm watching the election, of course, and uh, we're you know trying to get a conservative government in here, but I, I am far removed from it. You know, every now and again I go and rally the troops here and there, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm, I'm I'm cheering for the conservatives, and I'm still an old reformer at heart. So mm-hmm. I uh, I want to see you know reforms and conservative policy in the in the government here. So I'm cheering for them loudly and proudly. So your thoughts on what you're seeing and what you're hearing um, are are how how confident are you? Well, uh, you know I think things are looking good. Uh, Andrew Shear is just a great young fellow. Uh, we hired him when he was, uh, you know, a kid. I, I think he's still a kid, of course, but <laughs> we hired him when he was uh, very young to work in the uh, leader of the official opposition's office. And I've just watched him grow and watched him mature into just a fine leader. And and uh, I think he's just going to be wonderful for the country. You know, they try and paste him as another Stephen Harper, who was the, one of the smartest guys we ever had. You know that I hired Stephen Harper as mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm so I, we hired Jason Kenny too when he was a kid. So so there's three for three, and I'd say they've all done pretty well. And I think Andrew's great. Probably one thing that concerns me more than anything is to watch Trudeau, uh, you know, just make these blatant statements and just sort of hope everybody thinks it's true. As a woman, uh, you know, I maybe don't agree with everything Jody Wilson Raybould did, uh, or or we wouldn't align ourselves politically. But boy, I tell you, she's a sharp woman who took a stand, yeah. and uh, and he touts himself as the great feminist, 
And, oh, yeah, guess what? Then he chucks her and Jane Philpott, just like yesterday's news. And if he gets reelected again, we will never hear anything more about SNC-Lavalin and some of the travesties that were committed there. I could go on and on as a conservative talking about it, but the ethics commissioner said he broke the, the Conflict of Interest Act. People should pay attention to that, not you know just what? me. And you know what's interesting, though, Deb, is that uh, you know when you look at any of the polling and you look at uh, the folks who are asking people about SNC, it's, um, it's pretty much seemingly off um, a, a lot of Canadians' radars. I, I would say, um, you know, Conservatives not so much, but uh, everybody else seems to have made up their mind at the time. And um, it, it's not becoming a, a, huge, a huge election issue. Yeah, well, not specifically, but I just saw a poll yesterday that said the, the, the main uh, focus and the number one issue that people are talking about is improving health care. Number two was honesty and integrity in government. Mm-hmm. Well, if SNC doesn't fall into that, I don't know what does. So uh, I, I think that uh, people maybe aren't saying it in so many words. But when you see an ethics commissioner come down on you saying you broke the law, not once but twice, because he went to his pal Liaga Khan's private island, um, those are concerns to people, and if they're that concerned about uh, ethics in government, as they should well be, as we all should be, uh, I think that that falls right into that bailiwick, and people understand that. Well, but I think there's some current concerns, too, uh, as well, Deb, about Andrew Shear and about how much we know about him and about some of, uh, you know, his stances on some controversial issues from years ago. Well, lots of people made uh, controversial statements years ago. I mean, uh, Ralph Goodale, who just dragged this up from 2005, he, he basically said the very same thing when he was in, in uh, office. It's still in 2005. Ralph's been there just about forever. And so, uh, you know, society changes a lot. And I think Andrew has nothing to be um, embarrassed about. Um, Elizabeth May just came out when they were talking about the R word the other day. Mm. And she said she takes her her uh, examples and her leadership from Jesus. Mm. Well, there you are, you know. So people can rip anyone to shreds about anything they please, but what I want to know is a government who's going to do A, B, C. Yeah, and and, and that's what a lot of folks want to know, and and a lot of people are fed up with the nastiness from all of the camps, kind of, you know, let's be real. You were known to be a fighter larger than life on Parliament Hill. You were known to have some great comebacks, some uh, pretty good quips, and, and, and didn't hesitate in throwing barbs when, when needed to be. What are your thoughts, though, on when you talk about the divi- when we think about the divisiveness, the nastiness of the political arena these days? Um, I, I think that, uh, the, the, well, campaigns typically are nasty and divisive, which is horrible. Uh, I, I never shied away from the cut and thrust of good debate in yeah. the House of Commons. But, uh, you know, again, if, if somebody is trying to live up to being the prime minister of the country, you know, I'd say uh, if if they did wrong, then you better stand up like a man or a woman and just take it. Uh, what I see these days so much is that people are so deeply offended about absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And I just think we should be able to voice our opinions, disagree, and then carry on. Uh, it's, it's just bizarre to me that everyone gets offended. They want to sue everybody for everything. Well, can you imagine if social media was, uh, you know, uh, played a role in election campaigns when, when you were in office? <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't have known my name ever, girlie. <laughs>
<laughs> Deb Gray joining me this afternoon. Deb, when you, uh, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about life after politics and, you know, the things uh, that are available out uh, there for retired politicians or politicians who have lost uh, lost uh, their seat. Um, you know, when you look around and, and take a, a look at, uh, you know, what, what you've been up to and, and what maybe some other colleagues have been up to, um, is, where, where do you think that, or where have most folks um, found uh, found a home? Well, I th- lots of them seem to just print up business cards saying a consultant. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I never knew what I would consult on, so I never did get that card printed up. But uh, anyway, I, you know, I managed to be blessed with this uh, mouse that just never quits. So I, I have done some speaking. Uh, professionally, I'm with the National Speakers Bureau out of Vancouver, yeah. so I, I still wander around and uh, give speeches. I talk about leadership, I talk about women in positions of power, and I talk about balancing work and play. Mm. And that, to me, is the most important thing that anyone who's leaving politics, because it is so all-consuming. Well, and you that, better you better learn to balance your life somehow because it's been no balance to this point. Well, and you can read more about uh, you know Deb's life, of course, in her book "Never Retreat, Never Explain, Never Apologize." My life and my politics. I still love that title to this day. Um, that was Nellie McClung. Yes, that was <laughs> yes. Nellie McClung in Alberta. Yeah, one of the famous five. So as you mentioned, you're a professional speaker now. Uh, you're also your volunteer work's also been incredibly, incredibly important to you. Uh, yes, I uh, I still am riding my bike. This is my 52nd year riding, Jaylen, which seems ridiculous too. But I uh, I lend my names to all kinds of charities. Uh, you know, I did the Ride for Sight for years. I do a lot of volunteering and riding for the Ride for Dad. We raise money for prostate cancer research, and uh, you know that that combines a passion of mine with good causes. Mm-hmm. So it's just super. I love talking to young people. I had a bunch of them the other day, and my word, they looked young. These were high school kids and, and university kids, and I thought, I'm not older than their parents. I'm probably the same age as these kids' grandparents. But uh, it, I just had a great talk with them, and, and it's so important for them to realize that, you know, if you're a leader now at age 17, mm. you know, this is what it might look like at 60-some. Deb, before I let you go, um, just your thoughts on this. Those who will lose their jobs in this election, what do you tell them? And for those about to enter the political world, maybe first-time MPs, what do you tell them? Yeah. Well, those who are leaving, uh, not of their own accord, shall we say, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be tough, and you can't take it personally. Because I've I've known people who have been defeated, and they just want to keep coming back and back and back. And, and try and prove to people that they are a person of character. Mm. And so I, I think they need to not take it personally if they get defeated. And the House of Commons does offer training. I know you could take a course on whatever it is you're interested in going into next, and so that helps. But And those who are leaving of their own accord, to be able to go out with their head held high and just be proud of some of the accomplishments they made, and for those who are still young enough to go working, um, I, I don't know. I guess they could get a card printed up saying consultant again, but lots of them go back to their former professions. And for those who are getting into it, I say good on you, because you probably ragged enough about the country and the direction it's going. And I just admire anyone who puts their name forward for public office. But you better have a tough skin. And, and the recommendation I'd have, male or female, just make sure you don't let them get to you, because it is blood sport, sadly, in many ways. And uh, just, again, hold your head high. And every single thing, I used to say this to my caucus, uh, 
when they came in in 93. Remember all of us, you know, reformers? Yeehaw! Yeah. We're here. We were on a mission. We, we hardly knew we were getting paid for it, for goodness <laughs> sake. And so now I'd say to them, uh, you know, you go in there, just do the best job you could do, and, uh, and just be proud of it. Deb Gray, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Great to hear your voice again. It's been a long time since we were out riding together, uh, but great to catch up. Thank you so much for this. Right on. See you, Jillian. Bless you.